Hi, this is Steve. And this is Lisa. Um, and if you are listening to this, you have made it to Friday of Push the Pod Week. Whoop whoop. We have put out an episode every day this week. Mm-hmm. Right? And as a reminder, if you were, sorry for being redundant, if you were just coming from our Thursday episode, but by next Friday, a week from this release, I want to be at 1,000 total downloads between our 10 episodes. I really, are we repeating this goal? Yes. It seems, it's, it's just so cocky. Uh, no. It, no, it's not. <laughs> All right, we're going to go for it. And, like, if we reach this goal, I'll be, you know, pleased. If we don't reach the goal, I'll still be pleased because this podcast is fun. Fine, but I'm going to repeat what I said last week if you repeat what you said. And what I said was that we're in it for our friends and for our own entertainment, really. Right. And that's Everything fine, too. Secondary. But why can't I just have goals, too? You, know, you can have goals, goals, yeah. We can't have another goal conversation. We had a long one last yeah, yeah. time. We We're really yeah, going to be a little bit more... Uh, yeah. yeah, but anyway, let's talk about what the real episode is today. Okay. Because the real episode today, it's a very special podcast. It's very special. Um, it is a re-release of our very first episode that we ever did. Does it count as a re-release if we only shared it on, like, Dropbox with two friends? <laughs> yeah, we like, maybe eight to ten of you have listened to this before. Um, and we're sorry for those of you who wanted a new episode, but it is, like, edited and cut up to make it make more sense um, with the context of our podcast. Mm-hmm. But the context here that you're going to receive is Lisa and I were sitting around on a Saturday night, and we've been batting the idea of doing a podcast around for, like, a couple of weeks, and it was Saturday, so we were hanging out. We were pretty loose, just being honest. <laughs> and we were like, let's just freaking talk. Let's just and do I'll, this, man. Yeah, let's just do this, bro. And then I'll tell a story. And it was about Abraham Lincoln. And I actually think it went really well. Yeah, so what was, you're going to hear. It was super fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And like I think what you're going to hear is like Lisa and I are going to explain our thought process of what we our original thoughts on this podcast was going to look like. So we kept it in there, some of it at least. Yeah. Um, so you guys can just hear the early thoughts on it. And then I just think that the story about Lincoln in the Civil War is like a pretty interesting story. So I want to use it. All right. I'm, I, uh, I'm, I'm in agreement with you here. I think it's worth it. All right. So, yeah. And hopefully, all right, maybe we'll get... You know, who knows, a couple of ratings and a couple of reviews by the end of Push the Pod Week. <laughs> and then we'll make it close to a 1,000 by on Friday when we, we come back. Okay. By the way, we usually release on Wednesday, but Lisa's going to be in El Salvador from Sunday till Tuesday. So, <laughs> You're really getting the exact details. Yeah, so we're, we're going to push back to Friday. <laughs> okay. We're going to push back to Friday this week. But that's fine because we just did five episodes in a row and we need a break anyway. Yes. All right, so yeah, enjoy our absolute original first podcast. <laughs> we think it's a good one. Cut us some slack. <laughs> All right. Should we tell the origin story about how we came up with the idea to do this podcast? Sure, go ahead. So I was doing a podcast, uh, a sports podcast. It's called the Ag Hard Podcast with my dear friend Mike Jett. And uh, my other dear friend Matt Ramsbottom was featured. Ramsbottom, yep, that's his real name. Should we clarify my my um issue right now (laughs) yes so for those of you listening steve has just a mild amount of dyslexia um i didn't realize it at the time but dyslexia does not just affect reading skills it can also affect your verbal 
So sometimes he will misspeak and he will switch words and often say the opposite word of what he means, which can get quite confusing as you could imagine. So black instead of white, wood instead of wooden, things of that nature. But usually I catch it and so I'll try to uh, correct you if, uh, if you miss something. Yes, and it, it, it's all good because most people who do podcasts, um, you know, typically have communication um, challenges, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You uh, you have a lot of company there. Total, totally normal, <laughs> totally normal. Um, but Lisa is a Steve translator, so that it works out great. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, the story goes: we were doing the Ag Hard podcast, and Lisa is fascinated by listening to our podcast, and she couldn't ask any questions or make any comments at the time because we were doing a live podcast. Yeah, I didn't want to interrupt, but I sent him like five emails during it, and that's when I came up with my idea to do this. And now here we are. Now here we are, right? And I would also like to give a specific shout out to um, the hilarious ladies who do My Favorite Murder uh, because they have a phrase that they've been saying forever, which is everybody has a podcast in them. And it's fun to make podcasts. It's fun to listen to podcasts. So this is why we're doing this. Mm -hmm. This is what we have to offer the pad, the podcasting universe. Yeah, this is like it though, like. This doesn't work. No, we have like so many interesting things. To talk. It's fine. It's fine. No. Okay, know, whatever. If this doesn't work out, we'll just pick another one from our <laughs> out of amazing things that we do. Um, but anyway, uh, we, we've had a bit of a disagreement over, over what we were going to talk about. Yeah, because right. when I first came up with it, I had a very clear vision in my head, and it was extremely history-focused because um, Steve's got a lot of history knowledge being a former teacher, and I um, have only in my adult years come to appreciate history, and so I have a lot of catching up to do. Um, but Steve wanted to keep it a little bit more broad. I do want to keep it a little more broad. I think telling stories, whether it's history stories or not, is, is just fun. Storytelling is fun. Um, not everyone likes history. We don't want to isolate just those people, you know, as like the, the like uh, history nerds. Like, you know, we have a lot of things we can talk about. And if we run out of things we can talk about, we're friends with people that also have stories. We can, we can get them involved. In. There are endless stories. Yes. There are endless stories. You should be the history teacher, Lisa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, maybe current, current history. Is that even a thing? Right. But I, I do want to tell stories of our life and... Our encounters with our Airbnbs, and, and I have, as you might guess, six years of teaching gives you some fun stories that I can tell without naming names. And, and Lisa works for, we're not going to say, but uh, a nonprofit company, and she also encounters people and uh, has some stories from that as well. Um, but I think with our first episode, which we should start with just a pure history story. And I want to make it one that I, I used to teach, but I haven't practiced a lot, and I'm just going to talk. Lisa, would you like to hear about Abraham Lincoln and habeas corpus tonight? Does that interest you at all? It could. What, can I get a more of a teaser? Um, I mean, it, I got Abe Lincoln down pretty well it, in my it's, head. I it, need the connection. It's basically the story of how the only reason the North 
won the Civil War is because Abe Lincoln cheated. And I'm not saying this from like Legally a, cheated? Huh? Legally cheated or he, like... He, I guess he illegally cheated, right? Well, no. No, cheated uh, in terms of like skirting the law or yes, like, did he yes. like cheat he, in war? Can you even cheat in war? Well, well, that is a good point. He, he, well, yes, you could because there is, there is humanitarian law. Right, but this is pre a lot of the humanitarian laws. This is civil war. Right, right, right. Most of that stuff came around after You're World right. War II. Okay, so I guess because I am curious about what cheating would even entail, I will go forth. Okay, well, cheating is probably the slang way to put it. But okay. what Abraham Lincoln did mm-hmm. is he suspended a very important right that exists in in democratic and free societies. Mm -hmm. And it is the only time in the United States of America Mm -hmm. that this has happened. It was Abraham Lincoln, the guy who's considered the best president we've ever had, maybe second Mm -hmm. best at worst. Mm -hmm. Actually. Oh, I like that quote. Second best at worst. Right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, screw this podcast. Let's just make (laughs) t-shirts. Yeah, right? Well, hey, again, we can be like the hilarious girls of, uh, you know, my favorite murderer who they say things and put them on t-shirts. I didn't know they did that. Oh, yeah. Well, that would require me listening to podcasts. Yeah, yeah. I'm the... Wait, am I allowed to record podcasts if I don't do them? Yeah, absolutely. Because I'll take... I'll, you Listen know, to them. No, yeah. I do do them. I'm the one who listens to them, and I'll, I'll keep us up to date with all the hip podcasting okay, okay. stuff. Okay, so anyway, so it's he suspended a right, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's never been done before. Yes, but before we continue, I okay. would like to interject to say something real quick. Okay, you're going to interject in your story? I am not a historian. I think that needs to be very clear. Wait, wait, what is the definition of a historian? Because, guys, I just finished Educated, which was excellent. And she talks about the people. She studies, oh, shoot, is histography. Uh, it's the study of people that write history. And it's really interesting concept, and you have to kind of be told to think about that, I feel like, a lot of times when you're growing up, you just kind of take it for what it is. Um, so I don't know. Anyone can write history, according to her. Well, I don't sure, think that it, was the main message well, of the book, but she could. But that's not what a historian is. In the modern era, a historian, like, general, it generally implies that you have a PhD in history mm-hmm. and are, um, you know, sort of making a living and an impact in the in the historic field. So I don't think teaching high school history for six years qualifies me as a historian by any means. Maybe this is like the new age way to qualification though. Like maybe Podcasting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure. This is how yeah. you're gonna build your way up. Right. And maybe but so like, many business ventures coming out of this podcast already. Well, you know. <laughs> We'll see. It's so successful. Yeah. <laughs> so far, there's two <laughs> listeners. Um, Continue. So, t- but th- that's my quick interjection, and I'm not claiming you should take everything I say for fact. You know, I um, certainly don't take everything. <laughs> um, just, yeah, just to be totally clear, if I say something. Yeah, and we can always blame the dyslexia as well. Right, blame it on it. Yeah, that's that's what we should say. Like, if I if I fuck up the story, <laughs> just blame on the dyslexia. <laughs> what do you want me to do? I'm dyslexic. Mm, um, so yes, all right. So you need to fact check me. 
before you go around repeating anything I said. And when you say that, you're talking to the audience, or, or am I included in that? No, you don't need to fact check. That's not your 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 job is to to okay, sit there. I was gonna say I uh, I don't really want to do that. No, no, you don't have <laughs> to. You don't have to. That's not in the nature of your role here. All right, perfect. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna continue with the story. And again, with you knowing that what I'm saying, I am knowingly telling a general story from history that may or may not have some accuracy, inaccuracies. Mm-hmm. It's just confusing because you keep saying you and looking at me, but I know you're talking. You should you should thr- thrust your hand into the air, you know, like just like that. Yes. You, the collective you. The collective you. Yeah, yeah. That's good the, advice the, the that I should make a hand gesture yeah. to explain well, it better I mean, to the audience of a podcast. No, no, no. it's for me. But anyway, I'll continue with the story of how mm-hmm. Abraham Lincoln cheated to win the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Now, ever since the Magna Carta, mm-hmm. the Englishmen have had a right, the rights of the Englishman, okay? One of those rights of the Englishman was something called habeas corpus. Mm. Lisa, do you know what habeas corpus is? I didn't, you didn't say this was going to be like a quiz, though. You can't put me on blast on this thing. Okay, well, I don't, I'm going to... Right, because I just have to tell... Cause I, don't, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I was not a very... I just didn't know a lot of history. I'm just, keep, I'm just keeping you on your toes, Lisa. Okay, well... Okay. Then I'll, yeah. like, I'll constantly be on them if you're going to ask me questions yeah. like that that are, you know, they're right at that level, right, where you should know them. They're, like, tricky enough that someone that didn't pay attention in high school. Yeah. All right, I'm digging in my hole. Okay, yeah, let's, well, gotta, yeah, let's move on. So habeas corpus. Okay. Yeah. Habeas corpus is a right, okay? Yeah. Um, and, and, again, like I'm rusty. I haven't taught in a while. But habeas corpus, I believe, means... You know something of the body or about the body, that makes sense. and what it what it really means in practice is if you get arrested and you're thrown into jail, mm. you need to have a reason, right? They yeah. the government needs to provide you a reason of why you are being jailed. I think I know where this is going. And they need to tell you why you're being jailed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. if Lisa, yeah. um, you know breaks into a bagel shop and steals <laughs> excellent, bagels. Excellent, excellent example. <laughs> which is, because I would totally do yeah, that if which, I was forced to choose one. <laughs> right? Oh, man. All right, she's going to be taken. She's going to be talking to an officer of the law, and someone's going to explain, yeah. he, like, you are here for breaking and entering. You are going to jail now. You are going to get out of jail, or you know, you will, you know, will come in front of a jury of your peers or a judge or whatever after X amount of days and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? It's called habeas corpus. Mm-hmm. It was originally seen in the Magna Carta in twelve fifteen, mm-hmm. which is when that terrible king, King John, writes. Yeah, was right. a terrible king, and all the noblemen were sick of like being thrown into jail for no reason because like King John was a dick essentially. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so anyway, that's since 1215. And then when the Englishmen came to the United States, they brought with them the first technical government we had in the United States in the colonies was something called the rights of the Englishmen. So if you were an Englishman by birthright or, you know, you were born over there, your kids were born in the colonies, you were an Englishman and you had these rights and one of them was habeas corpus. Mm-hmm. Okay? You can't be put so in jail So they referred to numbers. themselves as Englishmen. Absolutely, absolutely. They were for a very long time, a very long time. Huh. All right, and so they were just almost like Englishmen 
on vacation from tyranny, what they viewed as well, sure. Oppression, oppression maybe is the better word. Not necessarily. They were going to the colonies because they were given land and an opportunity to become landowners because there's a very finite amount of land in England, right? So if you wanted to be a lord and have your lands that your peasants worked and stuff like that, like all the same, like, you know, totally arbitrary number, but same like 18 families or whatever owned like all of England. So if you wanted to get land, you had a great opportunity for you would be come to Virginia, come to Jamestown, go to Plymouth Rock, Massachusetts and all that good stuff. Yeah. And And all the kids, all the kids instantly had uh, British citizenship, even if they were born in the colony. Well, yeah, yeah. You can't think too modern day about citizenship and everything. They're Englishmen. They're Englishmen in the English colonies. Gotcha, yeah. I guess there's uh, not exactly an issuing authority in the States at that point. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay. So, habeas corpus, literally been part of uh, what we'd call American culture and politics since they landed at Jamestown. Okay? Okay. Now, Abraham Lincoln, again... Considered by many to be a top two president of all time. Okay? He is the only one to ever suspend habeas corpus. Mm-hmm. And he did this right before the Civil War. Yep, yep. Okay? So here's what happens. I think I know what happened. Oh, right, you want to go? Yeah. Go ahead. You can be the storyteller. He's like, I'm just going to incapacitate all you motherfuckers. Wait, are we swearing on this? Yeah, on yeah, yeah. We, I think so. Is I it mean, legal? Absolutely. Do, do the murder ladies do it? Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. And uh, podcast is like the wild, wild west. We can say whatever we want. All right. It's like Baltimore. Maybe we should do a story like the wild, about the wild, wild west thing. Be a, I, I, people love a good wild, wild west story. Yeah, that's right. Wicky, wicky, wow, wow. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, Don't worry. We have a lot of Will Smith fans. Let's see. <laughs> um, shoot, you know. Where was I going with that last? Don't worry. I'm going to keep talking. Okay. I'm going to keep talking. Okay. I'm going to keep telling the story. Okay? Now, no, wait. No, no. But that's what it was. I was about to tell the story because uh, I thought I figured it out. Oh, uh, right. But you failed miserably, so I thought you were done. That's not true. I took a detour. Then I, you know, for a second forgot my train of thought. But now I'm back in the saddle. And I think he, oh, yeah, yeah. This is it. I derailed on the motherfuckers. Yeah. It's going to incapacitate all you motherfuckers. And you don't, if you suspend habeas corpus, you don't have to have a reason to jail them and you don't have to tell them why you're jailing them. And all of a sudden it's like either, you know, Aunt you know, Aunt Jan's gotta go pick up the rifle or you don't you don't have a you don't got a big enough militia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I, I will give you like a like if you the, if I was still a teacher and you wrote that in your paper, that would like I would give you a D. Because there are some parts of it that were that were kind of right, I guess, but like it's a, what I would call a severe lack of detail. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you write that? Yeah. Severe lack of detail. Have you read that? Well, I, I did use to, I formally wrote that, yes. Did you? Uh, oh, well, yeah. That is juicy. <laughs> severe. It's just really severe. Oh, man. What a, man. So, I can't imagine getting that on the paper. Yeah, well, Lisa, you. I would have studied more. Well, to be fair, Lisa, you were a giant nerd, and I don't usually write that on giant nerds' papers. Yeah. You write that, though? You're a giant (laughs) nerd? Yeah. (laughs) Like, good job, A, but you're a giant nerd. Yeah, I don't know what you prefer. Yeah, but you're just a giant nerd. You can't win. You can't win in this world. (laughs) Sorry, guys, my fellow nerds. Uh, (laughs) 
right, but this let's, minus uh, the history nerds yeah. eye, because clearly I'm not in your ranks. Right, but I mean, yeah. in, technically in this podcast, I'm the nerd, not you. Yeah, like, good. you're the one, like, partying, and I'm yeah. just, like, drinking wine and talking about Lincoln. Yeah, and notice know? how I'm not bullying you for that. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's a new era. It's 2018. Yeah, well, good to be Steve. I think it's 2019 now. <laughs> it is 2019. Yeah. I didn't even blink at that. Yeah. Okay, this is way too deep of a sidebar. Let's get back to the story. All right, all right, all right. sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. Now, so what's going to happen is quick trivia. States start seceding, Lisa. What is the first state to secede from the Union? Uh, we thought said this wasn't going to be a quiz. No, but come on. Everybody okay. knows that. Everyone knows that it was... Uh, one of the Carolinas. It was one of the Carolinas. Because of something about... No, no, because. Just give me which one. Guess. South Carolina. South Carolina. Very good. Ooh, right. so one South, for three. <laughs> South Carolina is the first state to secede from the Union. South Carolina obviously is a slaveholding state, right? Mm-hmm. South Carolina secedes, and then there's the domino factor, where pretty much every, I said pretty much every, slave state seceded shortly thereafter. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, now, there's actually four slave states that did not fight for the Confederacy, which is, most people do not realize this, but there's an interesting story for all four of those states. But in my opinion, the most interesting one is the the state of Maryland, which happens to be the state that Lisa and I are currently recording this podcast from. That's true. And as a Virginian at heart and by birth, Maryland, total trash state (laughs) compared to Virginia, However, we are currently in Baltimore, which is a... Not, totally not a trashy city. <laughs> no, well, it's trashy, but it's very underappreciated. It's, it's a very fun, cool city. And we'll do episodes on Baltimore, so we won't get into it right now. But Maryland was a slaveholding state yeah. that fought for the Union during the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Okay? In fact... And, and if was it by default? Like, if all these four states, if they're not part of the Confederacy... Does that instantly imply that they are fighting on behalf of the Union, or was there a neutral territory? Well, no. That, see, that's a great question, Lisa. That's actually like a very legitimate question. And what what happens? Did your here, students like, ever get points for good questions? Because I think I my grades should move up to a C. Then no, we weren't allowed. We weren't allowed to give points based on verbal participation because it was too discretionary. We needed a paper trail of where grades came from. Yeah. So sorry, nerd. You're still at a uh, like a D. No, from you're the nerd. Paper. You're the bully nerd. Yeah, right. You're like the worst kind of nerd. You, you like cannibalize your own people. Okay, sure. All right, but anyway, the state of Maryland. Okay, so the state of Maryland is a slaveholding state. Okay, now Maryland, the northern tip of it, right? That's where something called the Mason-Dixon line was drawn. Yes. All right, and the, the agreement was if you were south of the Mason-Dixon, you're going to have states. And if you were north of it, nope, yep. if you, there's, there's that dyslexia coming through yep. there. All right? If you're south of the Mason-Dixon, you could have slaves. And if yep. you were a northern state, then you couldn't. Now, when we got further west, it's a whole other story that we'll get to. We'll have like a whole bleeding Kansas episode. Right. No, no, not don't simply <laughs> so. Nothing. There that? I, I'm not even talking about that far west. I'm talking about like the Midwest. You're home, you dummy. Oh. <laughs> All right, fine. Now it's a great place, by the way. Um, anyway, um, every state had a state legislature, right? So just like how the United States has Congress, there's like a little baby Congress in every state, 
okay? And they would vote whether or not they wanted to secede from the Union. Now, a bunch of states in the North, they didn't have to have a vote. It was a no-brainer. Of course, they weren't going to secede from the Union, okay? But a lot of what we call border states, states mm -hmm. like Maryland, mm -hmm. um, Pennsylvania was above the Mason-Dixon, but like, uh, give me another one, Kentucky, all mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. These were border states, so they were right there on that line, and they had to have very important votes, mm -hmm. okay? Now, Virginia, Virginia obviously seceded, right? Yes. The Army of Northern Virginia is, even though they lost the most effective, you know, battalion, or I'm not even totally sure what you would call it, uh, but the Army of Northern Virginia was extremely effective, so we know that Northern Virginia was fighting for the Confederacy, right? Northern That's Virginia or just Virginia? The Army of Northern Virginia, that was like Robert E. Lee's thing. It was led mm. by Stonewall Jackson. I mean, right. that was it. That was the people that fucking threw down yeah. in the Civil War, all right? Yeah. And they were fighting for the Confederacy. Yeah. So, Lisa, what is the capital of the United States of America? Uh, Washington, D.C. What is the southern border of Washington, D.C.? What state is that? Virginia. Virginia, very good. Now... All right, that was a nice layup. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Here's another layup. Two for four. What is the northern border? Maryland. Maryland. Is Maryland a slave state? It is. It is a slave state, right? So what happens if Maryland votes to secede from the Union? If Maryland votes to secede from the Union, then they join the Confederacy. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is a fact. Congratulations. What it's does it wrong. mean you from a take military that. strategy? If Virginia has seceded and Maryland also secedes, then you've got uh, you've got a lot of enemies on all sides. If you're what sitting the, in the White House, what is the capital of the Union? Oh yeah. wait, actually that was it. You nailed it. Yeah, yeah. You, you assumed I was wrong. Yeah, I did assume you're wrong. All right, you got, you got <laughs> getting there eventually. Now, so, so Maryland's day to vote to come to secede from the Union. Oh, okay. Got it. What's going to happen? Is that Abraham Lincoln, president of the free world, is going to suspend? Was he really the president of the free world back then? That's a great point. That is a very modern. Thank you for calling me out. That's yeah. a very modern thing. Now, what's going to happen is that the day that Maryland is going to go vote, Abraham Lincoln is going to suspend habeas corpus. I honestly am not sure whether it was across the country or just in the state of Maryland, but he is going to suspend the right and he is going to arrest a bunch of very known, outspoken, pro-slavery senators, senator, state senators, state senators yeah. and we should probably say congressmen, because again... They were called that at the time? Yeah, they were congressmen. Again, I am not a historian. I don't know the, the detail of whether there was congressmen in Maryland or senators, and, you know, but gotcha. generally speaking, congressmen is a safe term. Right? Uh, okay. So they are going to be put into jail, Kept in jail for the entire four-year-long war. <gasps> it is not four just on that years? day. I was thinking for like one night. No, because if you holy think about it, they crap, could holy. vote, and if they're in jail, they vote. They say, "Okay, we're not going to be a, we're not going to secede." Okay, and, but then you release them the night later. Then the legislature has the right to organize another vote. So you had to keep them in there until the war was over. Dude, if that was me, I would be like, "Yo, I will." Give you some money, or I'll give you some kind of collateral. Just let me out of this goddamn jail, and I won't vote. I mean, like, at that point, those people are probably like, whatever, right? Well, right, but sure, but I mean, you know, it's you a gotta, war. You know, you gotta. I mean, this is a Game of Thrones. You can't bribe your way out of jail. I mean, 
uh, the Game of Thrones, I'm sure people got out of jail. Well, so I'm saying, is it? It's not the Game of Thrones. But it kind of is, right? Because, you know, war and stuff. I guess. A game of power in America. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I don't know. I just, I didn't see. Are there even slaves in, oh yeah, there are slaves in Game of Thrones. Yeah, but not in Westeros. Not in Westeros. But we're not in Westeros. We're in freaking... United States. That's United States right. was more like primitive. Karth, like Carth. No, no. I'm trying to make a point. Like by that regard, Westeros is more advanced. advanced socially than the United States was in the 1860s because they had already outlawed slavery. Yeah, and women were like badasses. All right, let's not go too far of a rabbit hole down Westeros. All right, fine. Um, no. But anyway. Um, by jailing those pro-slavery senators in Maryland, it prevented Washington, D.C. from being entirely surrounded before the war even really began. Okay, and Can we just clarify like exactly what the consequences of that would be? Like, would, you, would that mean that like, like Abraham Lincoln would not be able to get like, like freely move between the Capitol and, like the, and whoever you need to contact in the Union? Absolutely. I okay. mean, it's, you know, you're cutting the head off of a snake. But like, couldn't they just move or something? You, okay, so you expect Abraham Lincoln to just get in his little horse and buggy. Wait, wait, can we, like, I don't want you to, like, compare the Union to a snake. No, Cutting no, the no, head no. off of, like, a rabbit. No, oh, my God, homegirl, no. The snake is, is always a metaphor in war for, like, a good thing. In fact, in the Revolutionary <gasps> War. Another shocking fact. Yeah, well, in the Revolutionary War, Ben Franklin designed this very specific flag. It was a cut-up snake with each colony being a different cut from the snake. Dude, Taylor Swift would love no, that. No, you know the one that said join or die? You know? Oh, you're talking about the slithering thing? Well, she's got her whole yeah. snake identification. Up. Right, and the whole point of the flag when it said join or die, it was like a snake cut into pieces is useless. However... If you join, you become one snake. You're you're vicious. You're fierce. You're fighting. You know, and that's a good thing in the war. Huh? Yeah. I also have a snake ring, so she does. Witness, watch yeah. it. Hey, by the way, do you know what the head of the snake was in that flag that Ben Franklin designed? What colony it was? Mm-hmm. Massachusetts. No, it's a good guess. Actually, I'm gonna give you half credit because it was N E because it was already being called New England. Because oh. all of those New England states come together. But, like, you can't even answer that. Because there's none, you couldn't win, never win that game. Yeah, because I said colonies and not. Yeah, like, Yeah, my B, my B. It doesn't I'll give count. You, you know what, fine. fine. It Maybe it is a it point for me for because I showed resiliency in the face of, of yeah. complete unfairness. Yeah, okay. Okay. But let's finish so up like with an the a habeas now? course. No, let's not go that far. Okay. Um, but with habeas corpus suspended, okay? Yeah. You know, Lincoln couldn't just get on a horse and buggy and ride through a Confederate state. He'd be captured, and then you have no leader, and then you have chaos, right? So by by keeping Maryland on the Union, okay, you have at least fifty percent of Washington D.C. has access to mm-hmm. to non-slaveholding aggressive states. You know, it's ironic because the highways to get into Virginia from D.C. are much more accessible than those to Maryland. <laughs> yeah. It's just um, uh, really something. But let's, I mean, maybe we shouldn't make our 
podcast to only um, relatable to those in the DMV. No, we're teaching DC, them. Maryland, Virginia. I, as a Midwestern girl, had no idea the geography and relationship between D.C., Virginia, and Maryland. And it's taken me years, really, to really understand the region, which I love more and more the more I get to know it. Um, but it's it's confusing, so I don't know. I feel like it's helpful to, to hear. I think that we have um, done enough for our okay. first episode. And like I, I think we should save the discussion of the geography of dc maryland and virginia for perhaps another episode okay okay i think we should keep this short and just want these people to know that abraham lincoln had to to violate a very important right to win the civil war and before we like fully shut down Mm -hmm. i want to ask you a question lisa yeah ethically speaking Uh did abraham lincoln do the right thing so to really answer this question, I'd like a little time to write of like, like a more like a philosophy style justification. But I think ultimately, I would find a way to argue yes, he did. It was eth- he made the ethically correct decision. I think to why suspend habeas corpus, um, because it was for the greater good. But again, I would want to make a more targeted argument. Isn't isn't this like what we're trying to do here though? Is like you. Verbalize, oh. <laughs> verbalize the importance of history and and what oh, a I didn't story. Know what you're putting a lot of weight on is. my shoulders. I thought I was just gonna kind of ask probing questions so we could get into some, you know, it's like a little, it's a little journey through history. Um, but I would say overall <laughs> that I think that Abraham Lincoln. Now I feel pressure. I don't have anything insightful to say. Right, well, maybe maybe what we can do is like next episode we'll come back to it. We'll see what you think. Right. But I think that there's probably very few Americans at this point who would argue that that was shitty of Abraham Lincoln to do that. Yeah, but I could definitely think of the ones that wouldn't. <laughs> we won't go down that path. We're not really trying to have like a super politically charged podcast no heck no we're just trying to bro out and unwind at night and like hopefully entertain and educate our listeners yeah so much education but not always educate it's more like 80 percent entertain and 20 percent educate oh you really flip-flopped on those ratios we want 80 percent education from i don't know what i want <laughs> it's all new. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez, all Alrighty. right. Well, that's our first episode. We haven't quite thought of our sign-off yet, um, so I'm gonna just say goodbye and you know. And hang loose. Yeah, hang loose. <laughs> it's the worst. All right, we'll try again next time. It's literally the worst podcast.